welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen today, so expect miracles. This week on Faith in the Morning, we're taking another look at faith. Yes, Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And I'm going over a message I shared last year when we talked about what is faith. And we looked at it in such a way that I believe is going to inspire you even today and help you re-examine where is your faith, how are you using your faith, are you building your faith, Faith is like a muscle. It must be built up. So enjoy the messages this week and help and encourage your faith and give you another perspective of faith and remind you how to use your faith so you can experience the miraculous in your life. Keep your faith turned on. Keep your faith turned up and add to your faith. Enjoy the message. So when the attacks were fired, remember the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper, right? And never said the weapon will not be formed and never said the weapon will not be fired. It just won't be able to do its intended attack. So what would happen when these arrows were fired? What is the purpose of the arrow? To pierce you, right? It's on fire to cause you to burn. And some of them had a little bit of fuel in it to explode and cause more death on impact. So if you have a shield in front of you, now you're not pierced. Now your shield may have the damage, but your body doesn't. Now, if it explodes on your shield, you're going to feel some impact. But notice you're still standing. Or even if it knocked you back, you're still alive. So some of you had some attacks this year and you felt some impact. But look, you're still here. Your shield was up. And see, the thing is. That arrows were meant to cause not just piercing damage, but burn damage. And there's a lot of people who are suffering from spiritual burn degrees. Advanced burn cases in their spirit because their shield hasn't been up. And they're trying to heal, but that wound is infected, that burn is infected. And affects everything they do because their shield isn't up. Faith does not prevent attacks from coming. And faith does not prevent mountains from showing up, but faith knows how to remove the mountain. So I don't want you to think living by faith means you never will have any challenges. No, you will have some challenges. As you grow in faith, some of the challenges are bigger. As you step out to do some more things, it's bigger. Especially if you dare to believe God and build stuff and open stuff, the costs go up and up and up. You know, I mess with Minister Kurt very often because he's usually the appointed one to bring me the cost for things. I told him one time, I said, Kurt, if I roll my eyes at you, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what's on that paper you just brought me. But if you're going to believe God, just know you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have some things to overcome. We like to say, oh, I have victory. That means you have some battles. You can't have victory with no battles. You can't overcome with no challenges. Faith overcomes. Faith gives us the victory. That's what 1 John 5 teaches us. So that means when things show up, we should know they're coming. Now, it doesn't mean you expect bad things to happen. That's taking it, you know, Dad Hagen used to say, you know, people usually get in the ditch on one side or the other. So there's one ditch, so there's no bad things happening to my life because I have faith. And the other ditch says, oh, well, bad things happen every single day. No, walk through the middle that God is good 
He has good things for me. I do have an enemy. And whenever he attacks, I'm ready for him. So expect good, but be prepared for the enemy to attack. And how do you, how are you prepared? Thinking, oh, thinking for a demon around every stone? No. Just live by faith. Have a relationship with God. Be in the word every day. Pray in the spirit every single day. So when anything pops off, you know how to respond. And even if you have an off day where some, it somehow happened, you didn't spend the time in the word that you knew you should have. You didn't pray like you know you should have. Something happened. The kid woke up at 3 a.m. and then the other one woke up at 5 a.m., the other one at 7 a.m. And you just trying to survive. You hear something like personal story in that one, right? But because in the past you put some word in. Because in the past you had spent some time, something showed up and you were able to respond because of what you did in the past. So if you miss one day, it's simple. Don't miss two. Don't beat yourself up because you missed one. Just don't miss a second one. It's a lifestyle and it takes practice to make it a lifestyle. So faith is a shield. Go to Romans 12.3. Romans 12, verse 3. It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, when we read this verse, people can take it to many different thought processes. You see, everybody has faith. That's not what the scripture says. That's not what it says. It says, every man that's among you. Who is he talking to? Believers. So every believer has faith. Every believer has the measure of faith. Every believer is given faith. So why does it seem that some people have greater faith than others? They developed it. Faith is like a muscle. It must be developed. Faith is like a muscle and must be developed. And if you're new to faith or haven't used your faith in a long time, don't pick up something heavy. Oh, pastor, that's embarrassing. You better start with this so you don't hurt yourself. And be consistent with this. So one day, you can do this and then get heavy. But one thing you know I notice, it'll be easy for me to do it this way. But have you ever noticed you could take the same weight and do a different exercise and it's a little bit more of a strain? So is it possible to develop one muscle in one area, but use that same arm, but not be developed in another area? So it's possible for your faith to be developed in one area, but weak in another. So that means I need to develop my faith in every area that concerns my life. And if it's a specific challenge, then that's where I focus my faith. But I need to develop my faith in every area possible. That's why we go throughout the word of God on every single different subject we can find. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must develop our faith in every area. Faith must be developed. So don't be jealous because someone, ooh, they got big, man, I want faith like Kenneth Copeland. Well, great. I, I, I'm sure you don't want Kenneth Copeland's bills. I'm sure you don't. Or, or I, I'm sure you don't. Mm -mm. 
But you know what? Something, one of the things, a privilege of my life is growing up in the house of faith and growing up seeing these faith giants behind the scenes. And one of the things, when you get around them, they're so generous. They give away so much. No wonder they're prosperous. You've seen how much they give away. Like, I'm not on their level yet. Their, their generosity inspires me, but they've given away houses. Cars. Planes. I ain't there yet. Yet. Sometimes you have to let someone else's generosity inspire you to do more. And because you get around them, say, oh, yeah, you want to do that? Let's get in faith together. And I'm going to want you to use your faith. So let people who are ahead of you in this faith walk inspire you. It says, follow those who through, by their example, they live by faith and patience. Be inspired to do more. Don't say, oh, I want their faith. Develop your own faith. And you do that by consistently working your faith. Faith must be worked. Say, faith must be worked. Go to James chapter 2. Faith must be worked. It must be developed. One of the things about faith and living by faith, especially when it concerns finances and other things, faith is generous. Faith gives. You know, one of the things, you know, being around, you know, Bishop and Pastor Deborah, then being around my parents and around my family, I've seen how generous they are behind the scenes. And the thing is, I learned to sow because of what I saw. Before I even knew the principle, I saw it. And so one of the things I would see my parents give to people, but they didn't want people to know it came from them, so they would purposely misspell their names on the envelope. I would see my grandparents do things to be a blessing to people. I've seen Bishop and Pastor Dara bless people who talk bad about them on social media. You know, me, you know, sometimes I wanted to have an Olivia Pope moment. I'll handle it. Because it's like, I saw all this happen, and like, but I remember how they paid off your house. What? You don't want to post that too? But you don't do it just so people can love you. You do it because it's what God's called you to do. So don't, don't let other people determine your faith or your generosity. James chapter 2. Let's look at verse 24. One of the things we see in James chapter 2 is the examples of Abraham and Rahab. Now let's back up a little bit. Verse 22, see thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works faith was made perfect. And the scripture which fulfilled, was fulfilled says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Yet see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. 
Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Whereas the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. That word works is also trans trans translated as corresponding actions. So it's not just a good enough to have the substance and the force of faith in your heart. You must act on your faith. Abraham acted on his faith. Rahab had faith. Now, if she had faith, that means she heard the word. Now, how could this woman of Jericho, this Canaanite, hear the word? She said, when you read Joshua chapter 1 and Joshua chapter 2, she said, we all heard how your God delivered you from Egypt, how he parted the Red Sea, how you took down Og and the other giant king who was in the area. We heard it. And I know that God has given you this land. She heard and she spoke. Faith must be spoken. There's no such thing as silent faith. Your faith must be said. She heard, she spoke, and then she acted upon it by protecting the two spies. She heard, she spoke, she acted. Her faith was in action. Now, it doesn't mean her lifestyle was right. No, it wasn't. But her faith, and she says, now here's what I want you to do. Here's a request. When God brings you in, because I know he's given you this land, you protect me and my family. And notice what they responded. It's because you've shown us this kindness. Anybody who's in your house will be protected. If they go into the streets, that's on them. But if they're in your house, whoever's in your house will be protected. Whatever they got will be protected. So you know Rahab may have had whatever she had to do, Tupperware party, whatever she had to say, everybody who was in her house, her parents, her siblings, her other co-workers, everybody else, if they were there, they were protected. Oh, what's going on outside? Don't you open that door. Oh, what? don't you put your head out that window. If they were in the house, they were protected. Now, what was the sign of protection? That scarlet cord, a foreshadowing of the blood of Jesus. This woman's lifestyle was not righteous. But how does she get the benefits of the righteous? Her faith. And her faith, not knowing, but her faith in the blood of Jesus. It took her out of that lifestyle. It delivered her from the judgment on Jericho. Jericho.